You'll know when you have a wild woman. She'll practice her craft without boundaries. She is truly autonomous. Her loyalty is only to the family she serves, a midwife who will not allow herself to be held back by a system she didn't create. This podcast is for the birth keepers who want to grow and change. We're open to learning through self-reflection and supportive community. We are creating this space to explore without judgment. We are remembering we were born wild. Hello everyone, it's Sophia speaking. Today's episode is going to be a birth story told by Ashley about her first two hospital births and what led to her decision to birth her third child at home. Enjoy. Hi, Ashley. Thanks for joining Hi. me. Um, I brought you here. I brought you here <laughs> onto the Zoom space <laughs> so that we could chat about your experience um, with your last pregnancy and birth and being a mama to three now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to start at the very, very, very beginning. <laughs> Will you kind of give like a little um, brief like recap of your first two births? Sure. So, um, my first birth was, um, seven years ago and it was, um, it was kind of like, I knew I had, I had had a lot of experience with birth. Like I'd witnessed quite a few births. Um, Oh, that's unusual. It is. Yeah. I had seen, um, two, two nieces and nephews, two cousins, um, and so I felt like I kind of knew what to expect. Um, but I also knew how in, intense and big it was. And so um, we, my husband and I, we um, said, okay, well, it'd be a good idea to have a doula. And I think at that point it was like, okay, it, I remember just feeling that we heard you. <laughs> and um, at that point I was having a hospital birth and I, I worked in a hospital before and I did, I felt really comfortable in hospitals and that seemed like exactly where I should birth in my mind. And so that felt great. And, um, but I did know, like, I wanted somebody there who could really coach me through, um, cause that's just not my husband's personality. And so we kind of both like took this big sigh of relief when we hired you. And then I think like, that was it. Like there was no, um, there wasn't like an emotional or mental preparation, like internally for me that ever really happened. It was kind of just like, okay, well I'll have the support I need and like, I'll handle it. This will be great. You know? And it was like, do you want an epidural? I don't know, maybe, you know? And people were like, well, yeah, exactly. Like I was just kind of trying to go with it, which is not really my personality. So it's kind of funny. I think I just was like a little bit in denial in general, because I would start to think about birth and then I would get like a ton of anxiety. And so then it'd just be like, "Mm, mm, just, that's okay. Um, and so the birth came and it was very fast labor. Um, and it kind of went from like a, like a steady pace to just like, I'm the baby is coming. And so that, um, we got to the hospital and things were really intense and, I just remember feeling very out of my body, like very out of my mind, I guess I could say. And like, I do remember the moments that I do remember were, I remember, I remember getting into the hospital and just like literally begging for an epidural. Like they were, they were wheeling me in on a wheelchair because my contractions were coming so quick. I couldn't get through upstairs. And, and I was just like, get the anesthesiologist, somebody like (laughs) right now I'm ready. Um, and so I remember like while waiting for him to come that you and I like had these moments where you would like be my only check with reality is what I, how I remember it. Like, it was like, okay. Like I wasn't, I wasn't in a headspace was like, I can do this, but it was more just like, okay, I'm not quite as afraid. Like, I don't feel like I'm being like, you know, taken over by a demon or something in that moment. So I mean, I had a really smooth birth after that. They gave me an epidural. I had a great epidural. Like I kind of felt everything. I, you know, I I really had a great experience after that. And my labor was super quick and not, you know, no, no real complications or anything and recovery. And, but I walked away feeling 
tra traumatized. Like I have had um, PTSD from some car accidents in the past and I had, I had some symptoms of that come up afterwards. And, you know, I just kept saying like, I always wanted a lot of children, but I just don't, I don't think I can ever do that again. Like I, I was, I was genuinely traumatized for a little while and I never really could figure out why for a long time. Um, because I, I thought, well, everything went fine. Like it wasn't a traumatic birth, you know, just, right. but I felt very traumatized. So, um, you know, ultimately we decided to have another baby and had my second a couple years later. And that one, it was like, okay, we were getting to the hospital very early. We are getting an epidural before <laughs> the S hits the fan, you know, like we are just, we're going to control this situation. And so essentially that's what it's I did. For your personality. Definitely more my personality. Yeah. Like I'm just going to gain full control over everything. So, um, so yeah, so I got to the hospital, you know, what I thought was very early, but I was seven centimeters, um, which is a fun, like, Thing to think back on. Um, cause it's like, Oh wow. I was actually handling pretty active labor, like thinking it was nothing. I literally told my mom and my husband, like, if they send me home, I'm not going home. I'm going to just go to Starbucks or just down the street because I don't want to be too far away. Cause I want to get back in time to get an epidural before things get crazy. <laughs> so, um, I, but again, had like a very that, that birth, like that was like a textbook hospital birth, like got an epidural, like, you know, eventually things kind of slowed down, um, contraction wise, but not very, it wasn't very long. So they said, let's break your water. And I was like, okay, that sounds all right. They broke my water and then had the baby very quickly, very, you know, very, just no complications, super textbook. And I walked away feeling really great from that. Um, and not necessarily healed from the first one, but like, okay, I, okay. That's how you can, that's how you can do it. Yeah. And then after that, just with my personal journey, I started doing therapy and just started really working on my, myself internally a lot. And so when I had another pregnancy, I realized that there was work to be done there. Like I could, I could go back to controlling it, the, you know, controlling the situation and just kind of like numbing out, which is another thing that I do in other areas. You know, I could kind of like just, you know, have this like great birth. I mean, my second birth was great, but it wasn't, it wasn't like this overwhelmingly powerful experience in my life, you know, like for me personally, like that I did, it was like powerful. You tried to get through it as quickly as possible and move on something I just needed to get over with so I could have the baby, which was really powerful and wonderful. And, you know, but it's, but the actual experience of delivering the baby wasn't, it was just like, Oh, okay. And we're done. Great. Okay. You know, so that's really what I sought out to do. And so I, you know, knowing I was going to be delivering again, decided, okay, I'm definitely going to have a natural birth, no epidural, you know, cause that's obviously how I felt like I could, what I needed to overcome was like this fear of, not even so much the pain, but fear of, of the mental, it's sort of like you have this kind of out of body experience when you're in those like really deep contractions. And, and that really scared me like the disconnection or the need for disconnection between like what your body is doing, like, and, and what your mind, you know, keeping your mind calm while your body is going through something so huge. And, um, and so, yeah, so that was what I, I started out to do and then, um, hired you as a doula. I knew I was going to need support for sure. Um, if I was going to do that, um, it, I really thought like, well, there's no way I could do that on my own. So I'm going to need Sophia there to like, talk me through, be that mental voice in my head. Um, and so I hired you as a doula and then COVID hit and then, um, realized like you, we couldn't have you there. Um, and I think like, that the, like, had I not been on the journey that I'm on, the girl five years ago would never have been able to say, to trust myself enough to say, I can have a home birth. Mm -hmm. But, um, but I, but I felt really confident in making that decision, you know, doing that. So we switched to home birth, as you know. <laughs> I remember early on in the conversation, there was a lot of, well, things are changing like week to week. So let's just kind of like feel it out. We're all kind of hoping it was going to be the like, 
you know, go inside your house for a couple of days and now this is done. Right. Um, and it was clear that that wasn't happening. And I remember there were some conversations where you're like, the idea of choosing you over my husband breaks my heart. And like, I might do that. Like if I can only choose one person I'm in that situation, like flashing back to your first birth. And it was like the fact that you would even have to make that choice. Yeah. It was just heartbreaking. Right. It really was impossible. I could, I couldn't do it. Like I could never have him miss out on the birth of his one and only son, you know, but I also, it was so deeply important for me to have this like really powerful experience for myself, like to, to feel like I was able to not just birth the baby. Cause I had done that two times. I knew I could birth a baby, but I, I wanted to know that I could mentally keep myself from being so overwhelmed with like fear and anxiety and things that just haunt me in my own life every day. Like it just came to such a head in my first birth. I wanted to know that I, I could overcome that during birth on my own. And I just knew, I knew, I knew <laughs> that I couldn't do it without, without <laughs> you there. Um, which, you know, ultimately, that's my thought. That's my thought. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how was, how was being pregnant in COVID? That was, that was hard. I mean, I, so COVID hit and I was like almost 20 weeks because we were in like a pretty solid lockdown during my 19 week ultrasound. And I remember crying and feeling so upset because we had scheduled it and planned on, of course, Ted being there, my husband, but also our two girls. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was just like, to me, when I was having this baby, it was like a whole family's baby. It wasn't just my baby, which is just so funny too, because that shifted so much with COVID. Um, you know, it was like, a, it was a, a sibling for my kids who had been begging me to have another baby. And then once it, um, we realized we were having a boy, my husband really, really wanted a boy. And so it was a boy, you know, it was a son for my husband. It was like our baby, not my baby. Um, and so COVID kind of change that. Like it just became about me and the baby so much. Um, and, and yeah, so, I mean, I think that was like the main thing that changed. And then I think this is kind of a random thing to be sad about, but for me, I really love the way I look when I'm pregnant mm -hmm. and with my other two pregnancies, I would get like people were drawn to me, you know, and I didn't, I didn't dislike the attention, like the, Oh, you're such a beautiful pregnant woman, you know, Oh, your belly, you know, just, and getting to talk about the baby when you do. And just like the whole like interaction with strangers is yeah, it's such a special time. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And people really like, they love to be kind to you for, you know, just because you're carrying a baby. And, and so knowing that that was my last pregnancy and that I was missing out on that was, that was probably the saddest part for me was just like, Oh, just that, like, it's just nice to feel that interaction with strangers. And it's like one of the fun things about pregnancy for me. And so that was kind of a bummer, like, Oh, people don't, you know, I don't, I don't see anybody. They're not yeah. like seeing them smiling back under my mask. If I am at the grocery store, they're too afraid to come close to me, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. so, um, yeah, I mean, but, but the good things about it were that I, like I said, I, it became about me and the baby a lot, you know, it was like, really we, he and I were kind of on this journey together and I felt like there were a lot of opportunities for me to just kind of like really connect with him, which I just never felt that with my other two pregnancies, just like connecting with the baby before they were born. And I really got a chance to do that. And I think because life was slow and every, you know, I, like everyone else was really like focused on my emotional health and, you know, just kind of all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so what did the conversation look like in your household of choosing? Yeah, we are actually going to do this at home. Surprisingly, like my husband and I don't see eye to eye on, on like some big things. And so I kind of thought it was going to be like a, I had to convince him to do it. So, um, I was like hinting around a lot, like, Oh, you know, like, well, you know, I just kind of kept pointing out what was, what was bad about having the baby at, at the hospital. And then, you know, I'd like randomly be like, did you know that, you know, a home birth is like, statistically safer than having a baby? <laughs> like I would just, you know, like randomly like little tidbits. 
And so then when I finally approached it, it was just like, I've been thinking a lot about this, Ted, and I really think maybe it would be better. And he was like, I've been thinking a lot about it too. And I, I do like, it just sounds better, you know? And he's like, did you know, it's actually statistically safer? (laughs) Oh yeah. Where'd you hear that? (laughs) You're so smart. (laughs) And he had had a couple of um, friends that like, as he started to kind of talk about that, we were considering it. Um, he had had some friends, I think that he, like, they were friends from the golf club, you know, like, who I don't think, like, I think a lot of people have this preconceived idea of who has a home birth in their mind. Um, and like, we don't necessarily fit into that mold in every way, especially, especially Ted. And so I think when he saw people who are very similar to him and they were like, Oh, we had our last baby at home and it was amazing you know like to hear these husbands who had great experiences and they were you know the like white golf guy too you know it was like oh like yeah okay I could I I, I think he started to realize that he could see that as a part of his experience too you don't have to be the hippie living off grid exactly yeah yeah Yeah. so I think that helped a lot too and um yeah I mean the conversation was was easy for me. Thankfully we were both like, by the time we gave it a lot of thought, you know? And, and so by the time we, and, and we were just like in this mindset of like, everything's changing everything, you know, like things were just, things were wild, like with COVID. And so it just seemed like that was one thing that we, you know, we started to feel really safe at home. Right. Like that was literally California's slogan, safe at home. And so it just was like, (laughs) we would be safe at home actually like it would be better if we were at home and you know and then once we started to think about it then it was like wow because for us it was more about just like having the baby and having you here and having all the support we needed being able to have my mom here too and you know that and then and then it was like oh and the girls well that would be pretty cool like they probably really think that was pretty cool and then all of a sudden it was like oh and then after you have the baby then you just then you're just laying in your own bed. Like someone brings you food from your house, not hospital food. And, and then my, my husband, he just hated staying the night in the hospital, both of the other births, you know, of course it's like so uncomfortable. And he's like, and I get to be in my bed too. You know, I was like, this is really great. So it was funny because we had this one reason to do home birth. And then once we decided we were going to do it, it was like so many other reasons that we're going to be so All the other perks started exactly. coming Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then conveniently your doula was also a midwife. So that was an easier transition, I think too. Yeah. And it felt really, you know, for us, like we obviously had, we knew you, we had a relationship with you and I, you know, I think I had, I mentioned to you before, but I, you know, I know your, your personal story with your, your kids and just, you know, you've had sort of like the gamut of birth experiences. And so, um, there's a, like a personal experience level that it really, it, it's so easy to trust you, you know, it's like, gosh, you've been through so many things. You've like had to make these judgment calls on when, when to go to the hospital, what is an emergency? What is an emergency in your own personal life, as well as your clients, I'm sure, you know, but I don't, I don't know those stories, but so that, that was like, wow, I, I really know she has this like intuition about, you know, when it's right and when it's not and education about when it's right and when it's not. And that made me feel really at ease about, you know, knowing that you were going to be there. So it was an easy transition for sure in that regard. And it was so sweet. It felt like this like full circle feeling of like being with you at the, like the beginning of, you know, my experience as a birth keeper. And then, you know, to be able to be your midwife was really, really fun. Yeah. Okay. So take me to Take me to the, like the birth part of your story and labor and, um, anything you want to say, like to lead up to that. Um, what was that like? I'll just say that leading up to it, like I took it really seriously. Like I was watching home birth videos. I was like obsessively watching home birth. Like your job. (laughs) It was like my job. It was like, I'm going to go relax and take a bath and sit with my computer and like watch home birth videos. <laughs> and, um, and so it became like this work for me because I really wanted to like 
look at my fear and anxieties in the face and practice how I might handle any situation that might come my way. And I kind of had this really preconceived idea of what my birth was going to be like, which I was, I ended up being right. It was like crazy fast, but it was kind of funny. I remember one of our appointments, you were like, well, what if your birth is really long? <laughs> Cause I was like, you mean that appointment where I made you cry? <laughs> yeah, that was one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I was so afraid of having this long birth that I actually cried in the appointment, you know, the idea like, of it was like, no, that's not a possibility. <laughs> no, it really did not feel like that, but it was such a valuable practice for me to do. And I was actually just talking about that with somebody like how you also sent out, um, a, um, like a form that for us to fill out. And it was like talking about, you know, stillbirth and things like that, like really, really hard topics. And I remember reading it, like I saw it come through and I read it on my phone and I, I instantly felt mad at you for a minute. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm not really mad at her. Why am I mad at her? You know? And, and but it, I just, the whole practice for me of just really looking at my fear in the face and practicing ahead of time, how I was going to talk to myself about overcoming it was just, it was really important to me. And it was, it ended up being really, really powerful for me in the end. So it was such a, it was such like a, it, it was a life skill that I feel like I developed. Um, and so I did a lot of practicing, I guess is what I mean to say by that. And so um, I felt very ready when, you know, when I was approaching my due date and um, I started, I, I went into labor, like I think three different days that week and then it stopped, which was a new experience and was starting to get really frustrating for me. Um, and so by the time, you know, you had come for an appointment and as you were leaving, it was like, cause it, they would start every day at the same time. And so I was like, okay, well, here we go again. Here's my false labor at, you know, 6 PM. And, and you were like, okay, well, if it doesn't go away, you know, call me and like, okay, well, it's going to go away in an hour and I'm going to take a shower and then it'll be gone. You know, at this point it was like, I was refusing to let myself get emotionally invested in like, this is it. And so I didn't even bother going for a walk this time, like whatever, you know, I just sat and chatted on the phone with my sister-in-law for a little while. And I'm like, like this is just my new normal. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm just going to distract myself until these go away basically. And so after like sitting with her for an hour on the phone, I'm like, or so I'm like, this is, um, I think these are getting more intense. Like I'm going to go, I'm going to go get in the shower and then they'll go away. So I went and got in the shower and had my had Ted come upstairs and just time them because I wanted I was curious like whoa, are they getting closer or are they not because they would Did be you about many of the other ones before that or yeah the days before they were like fifteen minutes apart okay. and then like they never get closer they would just stay like a really but you know they were pretty they were strong like this is my third baby these were real contractions so they would just trip me up so bad. And so they, I, there was the same thing, but I was like, I feel like they're getting more intense. I feel like they're getting closer together, but okay, let's time it. Let's just see. And then it was like time in the shower. I was like every, I think it was every five or so minutes, you know, and he's like, yeah. And, and then they got a lot more intense. So I called you, you know, and you're like, I'm, I'm grabbing food. I'm turning around. I'm coming right, you know, coming right your way. Okay, great. And, um, and yeah, and then it was like a whirlwind. <laughs> and then it just, things got so intense. I remember, I remember thinking like, I need to relax in between contractions and, and then feeling like that I didn't have any in between contractions anymore. And I laid down on the bed and that was right when you came, came up the stairs and you were like, are you comfortable like that? I was having, I was having contractions and I was like, no, and you were like, then let's get you into a more comfortable position. And so I was like, I just thought maybe they'd go away <laughs> if I laid down. So I was just, and they were, I mean, there was no break in between. So who knows how far apart they were, but they were, and I was like, I don't think these are going away. And I remember you just standing in the doorway like, no, yeah, I don't think they're going away now. So I got, back on my birth ball and was, you know, moaning through my contractions. And I remember thinking, 
why am I moaning so much? You know, like the, I'm doing like the moo, you know, that is very indicative of like, you're getting close girlfriend. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking, why am I moaning so much? Because I'm, there's no way I'm that. I, I like, I, in my mind, it was like, you're being a baby. Like, yeah, like I'm doing this too soon. Yeah. Right. And like, you no, know, like save that for when it's real, you know, but I couldn't help it. But I think it was just like, I never felt totally overwhelmed. Like I, there was one moment before you got here that I thought I was having a contraction in, in the bathroom. I went to the bathroom and I was having a contraction. And I like, remember just like holding the walls and thinking like, I need help. I need help. Like starting to panic for a minute. And I had really practiced that moment, you know? And so it was just like, then this, I call her, I call it my cheerleader voice, but like my cheerleader voice came in and she was like, no, you don't, no, you don't need help. Like we've been through this, you know what to do. You can do this and no, you don't need help, you know? And so just, you know, go back, do what you need to do. And I had like birth affirmations on my wall. And so, and you know, I would look over at them and just like repeat one of them, whatever one I saw, you know, through the contraction in my mind and really like, just look the, the fear and the pain in the face. Like that's all I can describe it because I would, I would just lean into what hurt, you know, what was going on. And even though it hurt, like, and I, everything in my body wanted to resist it, but my mind was like, no, you're just gonna, you're just gonna go into that, like what's happening. And so then like you came upstairs and I was like, I'm pushing, like my body was pushing, you know, and you were just like getting your emergency kit basically, I think. And my husband's like, she says she's pushing. <laughs> and the birth tub was like maybe a third of the way full. Not and even that. <laughs> I don't think so. And I'm, and I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, no way are you pushing. Like, again, I'm like, you are being ridiculous. Like calm down. There's no way you're having this baby this fast. And then another contraction comes and it's like, nope, yep, you are. And I feel like maybe the baby's coming out. And so, you know, then it was like, bottle me over to the birth tub. And, and then I'm, I reached down and I can feel the baby crowning. And so I'm like, he's, he's coming out. And I just looked at you and you're like, okay, that's great. That's what's supposed to happen. <laughs> These are all good things. <laughs> like, oh, and then you and my mom, took off my underwear, which I wanted to just like kill someone about. I like hated that process so badly. Like, why aren't these tearaways? Right. Just like, what was I thinking wearing underwear today? <laughs> and, then, um, and, and then within like seconds from what I remember, he was, he was out like at his whole body just out. It was not like a head and then body situation. It was just all of him at once which was just crazy. And I caught him and I was really afraid that he'd have his cord wrapped around his neck. That was like a huge fear of mine. We talked about often. And I like, it's like such a blur, but I remember you like, as I caught him, just like reaching in and, and like unwrapping his cord. And then just, I leaned back and, and there he was. And it's just so, funny to think about like as we're talking through the whole experience because it's like I thought all along like and no offense but like I thought all along like I really needed you I could not do it without your voice it's like I could not do it without and in reality you just took off my underwear and told me one time like yeah he's supposed to come like go with it you know I mean you being there definitely made me feel at ease like once you arrived it was like okay I can have the baby now but really, truly, I did it on my own, you know? And it, like, I mean, I, I draw from that experience so much already. And I know, I, I mean, I know it was, it was life-changing for me to have him here and to have him on my, like to just, to just grab my own baby and feel every piece of the process and, and own it. Like, didn't, I wasn't, it wasn't something that was happening to me. It was something that I, I did, you know, and that was so different than the feeling with my first baby that, that was like happening to me. I used to describe, it's like, it's like a demon is taking over your body for a little while. That's how I would describe, that's how I would describe birth. And, and so now it was like, no, it was like this powerful thing that my body was doing that my mind 
went with, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I don't take any offense to that. I feel like my job is the more emotional and spiritual work that I can do with families before the baby's born, then ideally the less I have to do in the birth. And that's my goal is that, you know, the woman coming out of it is just like, I just did that. Like yeah. the whole thing, you know, it's like almost just, I feel like my job is just to remind you that you already know how to do this. You know, right. you don't need anyone. Um, yeah. 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 And that, I mean, I once, you know, the deliver the placenta and kind of gotten a chance to take a breath and, you know, I don't know how long it was, but after a while I was ready to get out of my one third full birth tub. And I was like barely a water birth. It was enough to get yeah. the bottom under the water. And that was, that was it. it. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you should show a, one of the pictures of just how it was like, yeah, my bottom was in the water and that was all. Um, and like you like waddled over, got in, put your bottom under and he shot out. It was yeah. like, <laughs> It was like, how much time did you spend in there? Just enough to push them out. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like just enough to catch the stuff, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was easy cleanup. It was easy cleanup, and that was that was the the, the um, service that the birth tub served for, for my birth. <laughs> just to catch everything. Yeah, um, yeah, but I I remember like as I was starting to get out, I think I just like you know my adrenaline had kind of slowed down a little bit and I just had this moment I and I was like I can't believe I did that I wasn't afraid I can't believe I did that and I was just sobbing you know it was just this like it was just this like really joyful experience that yeah I mean I felt like you know I I really feel like you helped empower me to get there beforehand you know so that so that I could just I could do it you know, on my own. And it, I, I really didn't even up to, I mean, I think like the day you were here, I was like, I, I need you to come. Like I need, I'm so afraid that I'm going to have this baby without you here. I was dreams about yeah. like me being like, Oh no, you're not in labor. And I'd leave and miss the birth. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> the birth of your twins. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I had surprise twins in my dreams. Yes. Yeah. And it didn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't hurt. Yeah. Um, but there was yeah. this like abandonment thing in your, like, and it was almost like, it was really interesting with, you know, you going into labor when I was there too, you know, but like kind of in denial that it was, but there was this feeling of like, okay, I'm leaving now. You're okay. Like, <laughs> like I will come right back. <laughs> I promise I will come back. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, I mean, yeah, I really deeply I think just wasn't quite sure that I could do it, you know, but like just trusting the process and trusting my work and trusting just all of the work that we had done, like you said, like emotionally and spiritually and you know, what do you know? It, I did it. Needle care is not checking your blood pressure and measuring the baby. It's all the other stuff you do in between all that, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And like, even just having the kids, you know, like the prenatal care with, having my kids there and my kids are just, I swear Layla's going to be a midwife one day. Cause she's so, my kids were sleeping. And so they missed, they missed the birth, even though that was the plan, but it happened so fast. We, we didn't really have like the wherewithal to go wake them up. And she still is just like, I can't believe I missed him being born. <laughs> I really get it on video too. Cause the photographer just got in there. Right. Right. Yep. Yep. There's like, maybe there's like maybe two pictures before he was actually out. I remember you postpartum listing off a couple things where you're like, I, I had this beautiful, maybe it was a robe or something or like this, my friends made me, or I was going to like light candles or, you know, whatever it was, like all the stuff you were planning to do in early labor that you're like, I didn't get to do any of those. Things. None of it. Yeah. I had like a rose quartz space roller and like, a tins machine. I mean, I had like all of this. Yeah. I had this beautiful shawl that my friends made for me with all of these like words of strength embroidered on it. I mean, it's beautiful. And it just is, it was in the cabinet <laughs> waiting, <laughs> waiting to be used. <laughs> um, what do you remember about your placenta being born in the first like couple hours postpartum? Um, the placenta being born not much because I was just like, 
I mean, you know, it's just such an incredible moment just examining this baby and, you know, I was, I mean, it was such a fast birth too, that like, it was like, well, okay, let me, let me catch up mentally to that really quick. Um, so the placenta, I just remember just like being in the tub and just taking him in, you know, and like, just, you know, all the things that you do with your new baby, you know, looking at them and just soaking them up, what they look like, finally get to see that. And then, um, and then, yeah, just feeling like, Oh, I think, you know, I think the, I think the placenta is coming and that came pretty, pretty quickly and easily. I don't remember much about that, honestly, because it was just like, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a big thing. I was just kind of uh, just enjoying. And then, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, that my tub was right next to my bed. So then when I was ready to get out, then, you know, once then my mom got to hold the baby and there's some amazing pictures of that, um, with my mom and my oldest, you know, just doing the same thing that I had just gotten to do, just like soaking him in. Oh my gosh, this is what he looks like. Um, and, and like I said, I kind of had that moment where I just sort of broke down, you know, and, and just kind of got to realize what I had just done, you know, and, and I think like I had just hoped for that experience so much. And just to realize like, I, I, I got that experience I really wanted was just, it was just a really powerful emotion. And it was funny because that was one of the things that I would envision was after I had that feeling of, I did it, I freaking did it. You know, like I just kept saying, like, I just can't wait for that moment when I feel like, yes, I did it. And I thought it was going to be this like, hell yes, I did it. I'm strong. And I'm, you know, hear me roar. And instead it was like, wow, you know, like just bawling hysterically. But either way, it was that moment that I had really wanted. And then I got to just like get directly into my bed and, um, and lay there. And I mean, again, like some incredible photos because like the joy on my face, like you sent me one recently that you shared and, you know, the dog is like checking him out and my daughter's right there. And I mean, the joy on my face is just like, oh my gosh, like check out that post-birth bliss. Like you can just feel it through the photo. It's like totally, totally. There's just like, I'm just, you know, and even my, I sent, you know, sent some pictures to my friends and they're like, oh my God, look at you. Like, you're just like radiating, you know, I'm like, I know it's just like this high, you know, that just indescribable. Yeah. And it was, it was great. So then I just laid there and my kids came and laid with me and my husband and I'm you, I mean, I know you were busy doing, you and Leah were busy doing things around me, but <laughs> I wasn't paying very much attention. Um, glorified janitors or you're just, <laughs> <up> your ass. <laughs> at least for my birth. <laughs> yeah. yeah some births we work a lot harder. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. And then, um, one of my favorite moments was a uh, Ted like recapping the birth. Because <laughs> he was like, you went from like, could I have some light touch massage <laughs> to like, don't touch me to babies here, <laughs> like in five minutes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because we had done a, um, a hypnobirthing course online and the woman who taught it was British. And so she would talk about light, light touch massage. And we thought that was funny. And it was like a running joke in our family. And so he offered it and I asked for it during a contraction and then instantly was like, okay, no, don't touch me. And then, or like, I was like, no, actually, you know, like it went from like, yes, to then like, hell no. And then, and then it was like, I think, I think the baby's coming out. <laughs> and it was in like five minutes. He was like, there's a picture too, where I think he's kind of pointing at you in the tub. Like you have the baby on your chest and he's pointing and he looks like, wait, am I actually seeing what I see? Like, did that just really happen? Like, I think it was 10 minutes after I got there, he was born. I, yeah, I think so. We, we, we counted it cause the, um, our, we have like a ring doorbell, you know, so it, it oh, uh-huh. came in first and I think it was like 13 minutes. Yeah. 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 Cause I got there just to like, check in and make sure you didn't need me and then I like went outside to grab my stuff and I called the photographer luckily she lives really close <laughs> right right yeah otherwise there would be no photos at all yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. Well, what about um, your extended postpartum? What has your journey been like so far? Because how many months is he? He's three months, three and a half months. So yeah. what have the past three months been like for you guys? Um, they've been, they've been good. I mean, like as far as my postpartum recovery and care, like very different, obviously having, you know, a home birth and not having to go into the doctor's office at all, which has been so nice, especially, um, during, COVID. especially during COVID. Um, and just having like, so I, you know, as, as you know, but you know, you, you come often after the baby's born, which is so nice. Like that first, you know, doctor's office visit, getting your kid out of the, like into a car seat and just the whole thing is just kind of, I remember being like really hard. And so having you come here, um, I mean, we still ended up doing like a pediatrician appointment, but it was after a couple of weeks instead of like, you know, t- the two day visit, which is right, so- which just feels so cruel. Oh my God, it's so brutal. And so, you know, and then you had recommended that I be in bed for two weeks, basically. And, you know, I feel like women don't get permission to do that after birth. Like, not just even permission, but it was like, this is what you, you really need this. Like you should really do this. And, um, I don't think unless I had been told that, that I would have done that, you know? And I think it was, it was like this kind of dreamy, like, you know, thankfully my mom was here. And so, you know, I knew my husband wasn't doing the other two kids on his complete own. And, you know, I had, sorry, that's okay. I'm on call. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a mama, so. I had no guilt around like any of it. So that was great, you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, so I just, what a blessing about COVID too, that families, a lot of families are able to be more home together. You know? Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like my husband, you know, was obviously at home. Um, and I, I had the baby a week before school started for my daughter. And so, but since she was distance learning, like we didn't have to juggle, you know, the school drop-offs and all of that. So even though there was plenty to juggle, it just was at least at home. And so I got to just, you know, sleep with the baby when he was sleeping and just let my own body recover. And I think like, I just ignored the recovery with my other two so much. And I really just honored my body. Like it was like, okay, I did all of this work mentally to trust my body and trust the process of having the baby. And now it's time to honor my body and like, just take it easy. Like I know I, you know, like those, like two weeks is really hard to just be in your bed for the most part, but, um, it went by fast. It's kind of a blur anyway. And, um, and I really felt like my body needed it. So, I mean, it was. You can, you can see signs and you can feel the difference when you are like doing a little too much, you know, because that's mm-hmm. something I check in with families regularly about like looking for signs of doing too much, even if you're like, but all I did was go from the bed to the couch today and then I just stayed here for some people. That's too much mm-hmm. at this point, you know, and your body's giving you little signs about bleeding increasing or things like that. Um, right. You know, and what I notice is when that gets ignored, usually the fallout is mastitis where your body's just like, you're not listening to me. Like, I'm going to talk a little louder, you know, right? fever, (laughs) like get knocked out. So you can't get out of bed, you know, you need to listen. Um, Because it's just not something I'd ever been told. It's not even that. I, I think it's just a lack of understanding for most women. You know, it's like, I mean, I didn't. I didn't know that like when my, you know, bleeding was, I didn't know with my first, that when I felt like there was like weights hanging from my vagina, that it was time to go lay down. You know, I just thought that was normal or, you know, I mean, it's just, there's such a lack of communication with, with doctors. I feel like that, you know, and, and then like, you know, you would check on me almost daily in those first, you know, few weeks. And so when you're reaching out to me, then I feel more comfortable to be like, well, I do kind of feel this or that or, oh, well he, you know, like even just things with the baby where I wouldn't normally, I wouldn't normally send someone a text about that. I wouldn't email my doctor about it. You know, I just kind of deal with it and handle it. But 
but because you were reaching out to me, then I was like, well, actually, <laughs> you know, this, or, I mean, I, I can't even think of an example of it, but you know, or I did, I, my bleeding did pick up, you know, or whatever. And then you'd be like, okay, it's time to, you know, lay down all well, day. And our society celebrates you, um, getting back to it all, you know, mm -hmm. like that, that equals superwoman is right. like, you did this huge thing and you're just like back to it you've recovered so well versus right. like why can't you be powerful in your rest and in being taken care of right right yeah yeah and that's been like another big theme for me with this baby and birth and everything is just like finding my internal power and like where does that lie you know like i think it falls in line with that theme of um you know like facing your fear and your anxiety but just like really understanding like what is powerful, you know, cause it's not always what it looks like. Sometimes it is rest and, you know, quiet. And so, yeah, I think the recovery process was a lot about that. Just, you know, I don't, I don't have to do everything, you know, it can be powerful to take care of myself and recognize that. And, and I have two daughters. So, you know, like, getting to show them the whole process. I mean, they didn't actually see the baby be born. I was hoping for that, but, but still like they, they get to grow up really understanding what it should look like for a woman to recover from birth and, you know, just the, the, the goods and the bads, you know, like they know they, they've said a lot, like they, I hear them talk to each other like, having a baby can be really hard, you know, and then they'll like talk about, do you remember that mommy wore diapers for a little while after she had Miller? You know, it's like, I just love that they get to see all of that, you know, they're old enough to like, remember it. Like, yeah. 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 Be like an intimate part of the recovery too. And so it, it felt powerful to show them like, this is what you do. You take care of yourself. You honor your body. You you know, you give it the rest that it needs because it was a big deal, you know, what your body just did. It grew a person and then delivered it. Like how amazing, like let's give it some rest. So yeah. And the idea too, with how like quickly we're expected to recover, it's like, but if it takes nine, 10 months to create the baby and then that whole crazy experience of giving birth to the baby, and then we expect to be feeling good in a couple of weeks. So right back at it like how how does that math work <laughs> it doesn't yeah well was is there anything like in conclusion that you I know you touched on this a little bit that like your takeaway or what you feel like this birth experience taught you um or just even for anyone listening um ad any advice you have for anyone yeah. I mean, I think for me personally, you know, like not being afraid to make your pregnancy and the baby about like you and the baby, you know, I think like as women, we have a tendency to be so others focused, you know, that we incorporate everyone else's needs into what our experience is going to be like, you know, like, well, what will that be like for my husband? Or what's that going to be like for my other kids? And, um, and, you know, I, I realized with this birth and pregnancy that it's actually really just about me and this baby. Like they're, everyone else is on the periphery and they'll get their own experience, but I'm not responsible for that. I'm responsible for me and this baby. And, um, that's, and I feel like everybody has the opportunity to get out of this experience, except you and the baby. Yeah, exactly. Guaranteed are going to have play out of it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's so true. And they can also walk problem. away if they need. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If they lay in the bed, their contractions stop actually. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think just like not being, you know, not being afraid or not, not, you know, not feeling guilt around like just really inward focus during pregnancy and birth. And that means doing what you need to do, like to make yourself have a powerful experience, whatever that is, you know, like if that means like, I have a friend who recently had to struggle to convince her husband to do a home birth. She's her, she's her client. And so it's, you know, like, I mean, if that's what you've got to do, like that's what you've got to do because it's not about him. You know, I mean, it's, 
he gets to just be there. He's alone for the ride, but you know, and so I feel like so many women don't, don't have that empowerment to just be like, this is really what I want and what I need. And it, it is about me. And it's just not in our, it's just not so socially what we're trained to be like. And then I think, you know, that, um, whatever it is, like there's, everyone has a fear of birth. You know, I think like, we're just, again, like socially programmed, you know, we see women just like freaking out, you know, on movies and, and just like really reimagining what it could look like. Like there was a video that I talked about all the time of this woman and it was, you know, like a YouTube video of her home birth and she's 10 centimeters and she never once has any sign of pain. Like she's just like hanging out the whole time. And then just right until right up until the baby's just about to be born. And then she kind of has some like wincing on her face and stuff. And, and I like bought an outfit to like, look like her. Like, I was just like, this is what I want. I want to do that birth. That birth is what I want, you know? And like, I just think like there was always a voice that was like, but you can't have birth with no pain. That's impossible. You know, like no, anything is possible. And, and just to like, let that voice go away. You know, even if you're having a birth with an epidural and what your fear is, is the baby's cord around its neck or, you know, whatever it is that you're going to do. I think it's just so important to look at what you're afraid of and then, and then just picture what you want instead, even if it feels impossible, you know? Yeah. Cause fear and anxiety for the most part is just story. Usually it's nothing that has actually happened. It's just like possibilities Mm -hmm. and the possibility of it being amazing is just as equally possible. (laughs) So why not picture that? You know, if you have the option to picture it to be anything you want, why are you focusing on the fears, you know, like, and of course you can't like pretend they're not there, like allow them to be there and be like, you're just one possibility you're one of the stories and there's so many more I can come up with like I can create a lot of different stories around one birth that hasn't even happened yet you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah but which ones are you going to focus on and replay right exactly yeah 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 Good. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. And of course, this isn't goodbye because we get to see each other um, more and more um, postpartum. Um, So I'll see you soon. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We're really excited to get this going. This is the Born Wild podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Born Wild podcast. You can find me, Leah Ritter, at... Bay Area Home Birth. You can find me, Sophia Henderson, at sophiabirth.com. You can find me, Emma Ray, R-E-A, at mamamoonbirthservices.com or Emma Ray on Instagram. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Bye. Hi, everyone. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to be alerted to new episodes and give us a five-star review if you feel like we have earned it. Thanks.